Nat Cage Pride. Someone's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Steal the Declaration of Independence. The treasure of the Knights Templar is the treasure of all treasures. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? How's this work now? Am I on your case? Start at any moment. All right. I'll I'll start as well. Oh, are, are we streaming this? Yeah. We, uh, I just started it. All right. There you go. Welcome to Late Night Cage Fight, the official Nick Cage podcast for young and middle-aged men from Ohio, as well as recovering members of the John Travolta Worship Center. Uh, I'm here with Steve, Kevin, I'm Reese, and also Sean, who was our very first cage lord ever. And, uh... Guys, I've got a lot to unpack in this special postseason review episode. Of course, the main event is going to be a discussion of the 2018 Cage movie Mandy, which, by the way, yes, we know it's been out now for um, a year and a half, so it's not exactly a fresh take. But none of our reviews are anyway, so who really cares, right? Before we get too far, I did want to mention one thing. So uh, we're just off of the Thanksgiving break, and uh, I actually spent my Thanksgiving break staying with Reese's grandmother. And uh, as much difficulty as we had trying to find a copy of uh, uh-huh. what was that movie? I don't know. The one we had to struggle finding. You bought the DVD oh. and it was broken. Cotton Club? Cotton Club. Thank you. <laughs> I just blanked on it because it was such a great movie. Well, Meemaw has a copy of it on VHS. <laughs> That's... And I questioned her about this, and she actually said it's one of her favorite movies. Shut up. She loves it, and it's just like Chicago. That was her comparison. <laughs> so evidently, we just have very bad taste. So to anybody that might be watching, if uh, give give Cotton Club a fair shot. It's just like Chicago. You Meemaw's approved. You're a liar. No, this this was the conversation we had. I do not believe you. Oh well, believe it. That's the copy. Also, I want to give a personal shout out to you, Reese, that I don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay. All right. So when I went down there, Reese left me a bunch of bribery <laughs> sitting on a desk there, a bunch of things there, right, in hopes that I wouldn't do the thing that I usually do, yeah. which is to steal something from his hall. Is that so, a Quran? Huh? It, no, it's, it's, there are numerous um, art books from Final Fantasy. Yeah, let's see it. And, huh? Let's see it. Let's see what I left you. Okay. Okay. All right. So first off, we have the uh, Final Fantasy art. But hold on. I like that it's me... censored. I, I'm trying to fix that. Don't. <laughs> 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 Don't remember where it is. <laughs> oh, we're demonetized again. Yeah, it's the Final Fantasy art book here. Yeah. And then also the this one here. Yeah. And um, and this one here. Yeah, that one's pretty cool too. Yeah. So very nice gifts. But I don't negotiate with terrorism, so I just want to let you know I've added this to my collection. Why would you steal a marching band trophy? <laughs> I've also added this to my collection. Oh, one of my tapes? Yeah, home movies. So, let that be a lesson to you. He did it. Never, never try to drive me again. 
Man, I wasn't even trying to bribe you. I just thought you would like those things, and you stole, you stole my home movies. Yes. Dude, that's pretty low. Was, did you did you at least steal a video with you in it? Um, I think I might be in one at least. Oh. I, I wasn't really worried. I'm I'm fairly certain though. But there is, uh, yeah, Madeline's Rage. Madeline's Rage. Yeah, you're definitely in that yeah. one. Yeah. There's also Kevin's Blow Up Doll, so. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's in here too. Oh, and Steve and Kevin. So we're both in here, probably together. Oh. <laughs> you got well, a good one. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Steve. That was a great yeah. introduction. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say I'm happy that all you guys are here with me this morning, except for Steve. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate that you're able to be here in the morning to have a conversation while it's night for me. You know, we kind of got to make it happen. When we can. What's new with what's new with the other guys, Kevin? What's new with you? Not much, man. Just uh, same old grind. Waiting, waiting on a new uh, podcast. This is great. I was ready for it. Good. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. What's that? Uh, is that your tree behind you? No. Reese? No. What are you talking about? There, what are the lights I see behind? Oh you? yeah, yeah. We have lights on. Um, the patio area. It's kind of a strange setup we have. Oh, okay. But, well, that's cool. But we do have a tree. It, it's beautiful. It's fake. <laughs> I was so I was so lazy, dude. I I spent more money for a fake tree that came with lights already on it. You didn't even have to put lights around it. You just basically took it out of the box, plugged it in. Those are the thing now. It's also I don't know how people do it. It's also voice activated, which I didn't care about, but that works. Too. Voice activated. Yeah. Like you just say like tree unpack and it like comes out of the box and like spreads out. Yeah. Can you uh, can you can you set it to whatever words you want it to do? Like uh, no, it has like I don't know. Your own word for it turning on or flashing or, you know, whatever it's going to do. No, there's a list Crazy of words. You have to use its own words. It has a very short vocabulary. Oh. Kevin, Kevin is, do you have a name tag on that says Daddy? Yes, I, I do. Okay. From the Polar Express. How about you, Sean? Anything new? Uh, man, I've just just been caging it up. I did get around to watching uh, Birdie yeah. after our last podcast. What did oh, you yeah. Think? What did you think of that? I, I did not realize that how serious Steve was being about him fucking the bird. <laughs> he fucked that bird. No, don't jump, Birdie! No! Don't stop, Birdie! Birdie! He oh, yeah. Right? Bird. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. know... I, I don't know how he didn't make it like explode because it literally was like a parakeet. Oh, it was like a canary, I think. Yeah, he he put his dick in a canary. Yeah. And, yeah. I just, and this I was watched, our favorite film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I just love how like the scene he basically just turns down that girl after prom 
who, who's more who, who who's gonna be more messed up after that birdie or the the yeah. girl that got turned down that's yeah. true uh, for being Birdie's super direct in the same category <clears throat> yeah did you do you <laughs> sean do you have a new appreciation for bird life after that I, I think I finally understand what it is uh, in the Nelly Furtado song, uh, I'm Like a Bird. Are you considering changing your career to, to birdology? Uh, well, actually, I was considering transitioning uh, to a bird. Um, I feel like this is never going to end. We're going to have the same bird conversations. Forever. Yeah. Well, because that's part of the victory from from the last round, right? Birdie moves on to compete against another round of cage. Yeah, you're right. We are. Yeah. We are going to use it. So Birdie flies forward. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Let's um, let's get into it here. Uh, last month, as one of you shared with me, I think it was Steve. Uh, the news broke that Nick Cage is in talks to star in a movie about himself. And I just want to let you guys know that I've seen this coming. Especially after watching Mandy and then the upcoming Color Out of Space movie that we're going to talk about next. This movie, this is from, this is from Vulture.com, says that... Another bird. Uh, another bird. The birds just keep coming. He's in talks... This movie is apparently called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, in which Nick would play himself in a story, a story that references his past work. I feel like we need to rename the podcast. <laughs> yeah? That's such a great title. That is. The that is the best title. Man. So yeah. the story is the character, Nicolas Cage, playing Nicolas Cage, is, quote, desperate to get a role in a new Tarantino movie while also dealing with a strained relationship with his teenage daughter. He also occasionally talks to an egotistical 1990s version of himself who rides him for making too many crappy movies and for not being a star anymore. And there's a lot more crazy stuff that's supposed to happen, but, I mean, how, how do we really know this, though? Um, who knows? But... Yeah, I've seen it coming, guys. Why didn't you tell us? I don't know. I just realized no. today that I've seen it coming, now. and I didn't. I didn't acknowledge it. No, no one's. No one's gonna believe you. No one's gonna believe me now. It's kind of like the time I, was, I. It's like the time I saw a UFO. I had two friends in the back. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the time I saw you coming. <laughs> what? No, I saw a UFO. This was at, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't... Never mind. doesn't matter. Well, I'm going to tell everyone else. I had just gotten KFC or Burger King or something with two friends. I was driving. They were in the back. And we were sitting by the river, just watching the river and eating. And the two of them looked down at their cell phones or something. Well, I know this because I just saw this giant green flash in the sky come down like it was coming towards the river and then shoot away. And uh, I don't know what it was, but I turned to them and I said, oh my God, guys, did you see that? And they were both on their cell phones. I went, oh, what, what? And I realized that for the rest of my life, no one would ever believe me. 
Was it Mecha Godzilla? I don't, you know, I looked it up and um, apparently around that time, what I read was they were uh, throwing trash or something off the uh, International Space Station and you could oh. see it. You could see it uh, from certain places. So that's kind of how I rationalize it is maybe I saw something. But it, it came all the way down to the river though? It Well, not all the way down to the river, but just the, the way that it was moving... Uh, its direction looked like it was coming down because it looked like it was getting bigger, but then it moved at uh, like a right angle, you know, to the direction that it was moving and at a great velocity, just increased speed very quickly. And that's what actually freaked me out more than just looking at it. At first, I thought it was, uh, you know, an airplane or something because it was just a big green light. It wasn't flashing, it was just steady. I'm like, oh, that's a plane, and the light is, I don't know why it's just on and then just shot off and, uh, what time what time of night was this was this like really dark out yeah oh yeah it was really dark yeah and that's why you don't litter please don't litter i'm not your babysitter that is true yeah right yeah even in outer space that's right you have to burn your trash yeah it's all we can do for mother earth <laughs> Speaking of which, why don't we get right into Mandy? No. No, we got to talk about The Color Out of Space. Oh, okay, my bad. That's the next movie. It's, <laughs> it's getting a wide release next month. So I just, real okay. quick, I want to talk about it, because I'm a fan of H.P. Lovecraft, the writer of this well-known horror story and many others. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never thought in a million years that I would ever see a movie... Um, an H.P. Lovecraft movie with Nick Cage in it. <laughs> um, of course, uh, well, it's not really Nick Cage, though, that we need to credit. It's going to be the director and their vision. And some people have already seen it. It had a limited release before. Um, maybe it was at a film festival, I think. But Have you guys read any of Lovecraft's stories? No. Oh. No? I have not. All right. Well, then, you know, maybe I won't get too much into it, but it's a great story. I highly recommend it. Um, like, if you want to, it's not very long. So you can easily... I'll watch the movie. People like you suck, Steve. <laughs> uh, I hate books. Books are whores. They get around too much. But basically the story is this meteorite has crashed into this Massachusetts town and weird stuff starts happening. Big flash, like a pink light. Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. Looks like a meteorite. And it it just, it's kind of weird at first and then it gets uh, very disturbing. And there's- Um, That's actually Superman. Is it, yeah, he ripped off Superman? Yeah, that's, that's what that's based on. There's this new word that they've attached to Nick Cage, and we got to talk about it. It's it's Gonzo Nick Cage. So Gonzo Nick Cage, basically, they're movies where Nick is unleashed in a violent frenzy, and people just love it because it's Nick Cage. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's Nick, so he he's funny because he goes crazy, he does crazy things. So let's just put him in a movie and let him do crazy things. Yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, and, and I just, I worry that this is the new fad. I worry because I we just saw it in Mandy. I don't want to talk about that too much yet. 
but we saw it in Mandy. I'm positive we're going to see it in Color Out of Space. And then it's like, it's like, what hope do we have for this new self-aware meta Nick Cage playing Nick Cage movie? Um, Gonzo Nick Cage. Gonzo Nick Cage. That's basically... It just reminds me of a Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) But the trailer is out for Color Out of Space, and I haven't watched it. I also didn't watch the trailer for Mandy. I I went in completely blind as well. Did you? uh, All I had heard was a a very vague review that didn't really give a lot of, you know... Yeah plot stuff away it pretty much just said like this is an insane movie with yeah nick cage and <laughs> i think i may it. i may have read the same article you know well, i went completely blind i just had the title i didn't even know what yeah. genre we were looking at <laughs> yeah, yeah same i actually you know yeah. like i was like halfway through the movie before i realized that nick cage wasn't mandy <laughs> I was I had I had subtitles on so I knew from the I, that's a joke by the way. That's At the joke. beginning, I was thinking, "Am I watching the right movie?" Because it it made it look <laughs> yeah. like it was the title at the first time, you know, when it said I don't even remember what it said now. It was yeah. like uh, yeah, but it, like when it said 1983 AD. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, I was yeah. like, man, it this is Mandy, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't just rent this movie for nothing. Yeah. I don't think you actually get a title screen that says Mandy until like halfway Wait, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway through. Was it? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe even longer than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I, in the style of a grindcore band T-shirt or something. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just remember it opened up with this. Uh, I don't know if it was like a quote or a poem, but it, it was these yeah. lines that were just really rock and roll. Yeah. And, uh, well, for the first 15 minutes of the movie, I actually thought I was watching Wolverine. <laughs> what? Wolverine. It was basically the exact same opening as the Wolverine movie. Uh, I didn't see that one, so I'll have to compare. Uh, cutting yeah. trees down? Yeah, cutting trees <laughs> down. There's some pissed off loner out in the middle of the woods, smoking cigarettes, looking tough. Yeah. Comes home to... Some bitch hanging out of the house. <laughs> Doesn't talk Man. to anybody. Right. No. Except for her. Yeah. At, at first, right. anyway. All right. Yeah. And then they sit well, around there talking about the stars. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the set. Okay. B- before we talk about our opinions, I'm briefly going to run through the plot. And you guys okay. are welcome. You're welcome to jump in and uh, correct me where I've missed something or whatever. Should we say um, spoiler warning? Well, it's I will. Hard to... Well, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely give you a heads up when we really hit the spoilers. I actually already kind of, um, I already kind of spoiled something, but it wasn't that obvious. Maybe actually, they I talk don't... about stars. I don't. Th- <laughs> I think I wasn't. Stars. I think I wasn't recording when I spoiled it, so that's kind of funny. Um, I also I didn't realize that this movie was a horror movie until much later because I thought it was just your average West Virginia evening yeah. on the hills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that was also a joke. Um, let's see. This movie, for real, is set in 1983 AD, like you said, Kevin, in the, mm-hmm. the Shadow Mountains 
which Google told me are in California. I literally thought that they were made up for this movie. But they're real. Uh, Nick Cage plays Red Miller, a lumberjack logger dude who's totally straight edge now. Uh, he lives with his girlfriend Mandy in a cabin in the woods where she paints badass fantasy art I'd buy that for a dollar. and reads badass fantasy novels. Uh, apparently they've had a difficult past together, but there isn't that much in the movie to suggest it. Uh, let's see. One day, Mandy is walking to work and she passes by this van full of cultist hippies. And the leader, Jeremiah Sand, is all like, damn, she bitchin'. So he asks his boy brother Swan to play his magical ocarina in the woods. Sorry, the horn of Abraxas is what it's called. To summon this cannibal biker gang to kill. No, to summon demons. I'm sorry, demons. Yeah, all right, yeah. demons. But the demons are basically a cannibal biker gang. Yeah, but you don't know that at first. Okay, spoilers. Uh, yeah. To kidnap Mandy so she can get drugged up and listen to Jeremiah Sands' shitty music and look at his pee-pee. She, <laughs> she laughs at his music, in fact, and his pee-pee. So then the dudes, who all look like they just left a Rob Zombie music video shoot, uh, they then, spoilers, burn her alive in front of her boyfriend, Red Miller, Nick Cage, who watches and screams in a close-up that seems to last an hour. At least it did for me. So the gang leaves. Of, of course they didn't kill Nick Cage. I mean, why would they kill their only witness? That's just ridiculous. And of course, Nick Cage escapes from his bondage, gets shit-faced, grabs a crossbow, for forges, forges a fantasy battle axe straight out of Dungeons and Dragons, and then goes on a totally believable killing spree of revenge. Uh, Nick has a few one-liners. He has a lot of over-the-top facial expressions and expressions of violence that are memorable. Plus the simple fact he snorts a mound of cocaine off of broken glass after murdering and then and then a dab of LSD before continuing on to stab people in the throat cut off heads and uh, pose for extended shots that again seem to last for hours so what happens in the end well Nick Cage kills everyone and then drives, drives off into the psychedelic fantasy landscape that looks like it's pulled from Mandy's artwork so that's the basic plot, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'll just I'll start with definitely uh, a lot to unpack in this movie. We have a lot to unpack. I'll start with did I like it? Yes, I did like it. Do I think it's one of Nick Cage's best movies? No. I think it might be one of his best of the last couple years because I haven't seen any of the other ones. But I did have I <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really fair assessment. Yeah, it's the yeah. best one in the last few years that I've seen, which is yeah. this one. The only so, one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I'm also judging by some movies that I did see from uh, you know a little bit later, like the Left Behind movie. Jesus. Years are disappearing, and then to realize it's related to the Rapture is is a challenge, not only for the, for the character but but for an actor. This one was a hell of a lot better than that. Um, 
but I had some problems National with Mandy. Treasure 3. Yeah, National Treasure 3. I didn't see that one. Can you believe it? Straight to Betamax. Yeah, so do you guys want to talk a little bit about it? Because I, I have, I know we have a lot to unpack, and I have plenty of notes. So what what struck you guys in Mandy? Well, I know I was a big fan of Mandy's shirts. He always seemed to have like a good band band shirt on at every every scene, a different one. Yeah, I think I saw uh, I saw Motley Crue, Motley Crue, and uh, Black Sabbath. I think that was actually what got him when she when they passed him in the van. It wasn't her that he was looking at. He was like, "She's rocking a Black Sabbath shirt." Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh see, I, I thought that was kind of strange because. I felt like the way her character was portrayed was very, like, just... I don't want to say bland, but it just didn't seem like she had that kind of, like, you know, attitude. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if it's just that they didn't put enough in the movie to give her that type of personality, but... Yeah, most of her performance was nonverbal. Mm-hmm. The, and uh, well, I guess I can bring it up now. The one thing I really liked was the music, and a big part of that was uh, Johan Johansson. I'm not exactly sure the pronunciation. When I saw his name in the credits at the beginning, I was like, "Oh my god, he did the music for this!" Because uh, I've listened to his scores for quite a few movies, like I think Sicario. Um, there's a movie called Arrival. Just really powerful stuff. He also has some, um, like, what am I trying to say? Like, self-released compositions. So anyway, I'm familiar with his work, and I was really shocked that he did the music for this. And it was what I expected. But it's also kind of sad. and Well, it's really sad because he actually died last year. And this was his final film, I believe. And they dedicated the movie to him. But I had no clue that he did the music. But having did he did he make a lot of religious films? <laughs> uh, I think this might be his only one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, there were a lot of moments where I felt like the movie didn't deserve the soundtrack. Like the music was really good, and it was supposed to be emotional, and it spends a lot of time especially in the beginning when Mandy is still around, you get these long shots where they just slow zoom in on her and you're supposed to like fall in love with her, I guess. But it's hard for me because there's very little backstory. And like you said, Sean, she doesn't really have much of a allure to her, you know, much of a personality. She's more of, of like a... She likes to isolate herself and do her drawings and read books, and she works her little job at the grocery store. But I think she's more of an kind of an antisocial type of person. I think it is. I think it is pretty fair to say that the music uh, made it easier to get through, for sure, through this movie. I yeah. think it. I think it carried it a lot, in a lot of ways. And but I think. Uh, but one thing I really do uh, appreciate is the the part that had me probably the most on the edge of my seat and it's kind of what you're talking about is we all knew pretty quickly how uh mandy's not really anything special 
and uh-huh. Jeremiah all of a sudden just falls in love with her just by do you, how good of a look do you get at a girl when you're just going down the street and you just see her a flash by or whatever at at night uh-huh. do, this should be this should be the one of the biggest lessons of the movie is don't judge a book by its cover yeah and Jeremiah definitely did that so i and i think yeah i think that's uh that's a good metaphor for this uh for part of, for part of this movie because she didn't end up being what he wanted and look look everybody died because of it yeah all because of, all because of uh, how shallow Jeremiah is right yeah and and we can talk more about Jeremiah um, I think that uh, the actor I don't know his name right off the top of my head but that performance stuck out to me uh I, I think that there were some scenes with Jeremiah that lingered a little too long. The uh, the face morphing scene. Oh my! Well, <laughs> that that fucked me up. I yeah, was, I, kept, I kept getting confused. Is, I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. But. Yeah, yeah. You uh, All right? It. I I will say anybody with a. Uh, Anybody that's going to have a group of friends together or just one friend or whatever, and you really want to fuck with them, and they're going to get, like, drunk or just messed up at your place or whatever, put that fucking movie on. Yeah. yeah. They'll be yeah. like, what am I watching? Yeah. That was the thing about the uh, direction. Like, this movie is just like a fever dream. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're into psychedelic-type like 80s or 70s movies like this is very well, much in the style of that mm-hmm. that's what I was going to say is that even though this was made in 2018 like watching the whole movie it really doesn't feel like it it very much feels like the movie was shot in, in the 80s yeah in a way um, right that's true they didn't have they didn't have chainsaw sword fights in the 80s but okay that scene that was definitely awesome can we talk about that? <laughs> when uh, Nick Cage gets the, the chainsaw, he's going to attack the one cult dude, and then the cult dude picks up his chainsaw and <laughs> pulls it into the frame. His longer chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a three-foot chainsaw. And his, lo- and his starts on the first try. That's right. That, too. That's right. I just love how he puts down his, like... Klingon battle weapon or whatever the fuck he forged. Even yeah, though, yeah. that would have been a more efficient weapon for that situation, but he's just like, yeah, this is going to be badass, so I'm going to... Yeah, I, I gotta be honest. Well, it was kind of confusing as to what it was, if there's a lumberjack or a blacksmith, because... I would have loved to have a little yeah. more backstory on the character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. I mean, like, we, we know that he's into nerdy shit because he's there's that one scene it's just like oh what's what's your favorite planet oh Saturn it's pretty cool yeah no no wait it's Galactus <laughs> that's not a planet <laughs> yeah but he eats planets yeah oh yeah and the, yeah that was that was one of my favorite parts I changed my mind I like Galactus. Galactus isn't a planet. Yeah, but he eats planets. 
But there were a lot of bizarre things like that. He's, he's apparently a lumberjack. That's his job. He's also a blacksmith that can form yeah. Klingon weapons. And then evidently he was, I don't know, ex, what, ex-military or something? Yeah, right. What was his, all of his stuff and his buddy? I didn't pick up on that at, at all. They... Why would he have somebody stashing his, like, maybe not necessarily military, but he had some sort of weaponry and history with this guy of killing things or people. Yeah, I think so. I think ex-military. I don't know. So, uh, it's not really clearly think... explained. Well, so why a crossbow, cool. then? And why did he only have a reaper? And he, he brought it and then, like, just <laughs> neglected it instantly. It's like... It's like John Wick, but in the woods. Because she mentions it earlier, right? Mandy, when she's laughing at him, she's like, I see the Reaper coming for you. And he goes and picks up his crossbow, the Reaper, yeah. and then doesn't use it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Also, uh, Reese, you, you mentioned that he was sober. I... Did they explicitly say that? I didn't pick up at all on that yeah well I honestly I read that in the Wikipedia and the only scene I remember is and I literally think this this was supposed to communicate that and it failed um, was one of the first scenes when he's been cutting down the trees and he's in the helicopter with his buddy and his buddy oh. his buddy offers him the drink and he just gestures he's like nah I guess it would also explain, because I questioned why he had a liquor bottle in the bottom of the cabinet bathroom. I was like, who keeps their liquor there? But that would kind of explain yeah. that if that was like a, a hidden stash that he was yeah. just trying to keep himself away from. I also have to say, for me, that was my favorite scene. The, I'm going to drink this, <laughs> I'm going to drink <laughs> this bottle of liquor, no matter what it takes. Yeah, yeah. He sounded like it was really struggling. It was... The worst part was drinking it. I actually wonder, just knowing Nick Cage, he was probably like, no, I, I want there to be actual liquor in that bottle. I want it to be believable. But if he was, if he was sober, you would think he would have just, like, passed out. Yeah. 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 Well, he did, didn't he? Right after that, he went and passed out on the bed. <laughs> That's true. I think he did. Uh, uh, yeah. um, he can also I handle. Can't... He can also handle getting um, stabbed in the gut or wherever it right. was, and you know, killing however many more people and being fine. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we're really skipping around here. Uh, I, I think. Well... Go ahead, Kevin. It kind of, it kind of did. I mean, you were kind of. I don't want to say lost, but it was like. I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard to remember back on the movie and 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 go through the exact order just because everything was so. You had to really pay attention, at least for me anyway, to uh -huh. be for one thing to follow it, and another to understand what the hell they were yeah. trying to say at every point. Anyway. Right. Well, you talked about it being a fever dream. I think you mentioned the psychedelic drugs, and it's pretty much known. I mean, you just the director's name, Panos Cosmatos. T 
tells you right there that the, this this dude uh, is definitely interesting. Um, I looked up at his I looked up his filmography. He pretty much has only one other movie. It's called Beyond the Black Rainbow. And I was reading, he hates boomers and their opinions of drugs. Boomer criticism. All right. Okay, boomer. Cosmatos, the director of this movie, he admits a dislike for baby boomers' spiritual ideas, ideals. Um, for him, the boomers' search for alternative belief systems made them dabble in the dark side of occultism which corrupted their quest for spiritual enlightenment. The use of psychedelic drugs for mind expansion purposes is also explored, although Cosmatos' take on it is dark and disturbing, a brand of psychedelia that stands in direct opposition to the flower child, magic mushroom, peace trip. So he has this, uh, he, he hates hippies, and he hates the hippie <laughs> lifestyle, and they're, uh, I guess, their impression of drugs and what drugs are about and he sees psychedelics as like more of a he talks about expansion of human consciousness i don't know like a more contemporary way and he he uses this movie i think to um express that hatred of hippies I mean, I guess I could see that in a way, because like I said, I went on this movie completely blind, and, and honestly, I, I really did believe when they started playing the, the, the demon horn, Knocker in of Time, uh-huh. um, I really thought they had just summoned demons. That was really the point they were trying to get across. No, me too. I thought that there was right. going to be a real demon in it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, so we're just going straight off the deep end here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They very much reminded me of the uh, the Cenobites from yeah. Hellraiser. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I thought of too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yep. And there were also some then, some shots of Mandy. I felt like uh, were inspired by Carrie. Yeah. She yeah. looked like Carrie. Yeah. There were but then suddenly of... his buddy Richter, you know, with the uh, when he went to go pick up his Reaper. Yeah. Suddenly knows these guys. Oh yeah, they're just a biker gang. They just hang out here. They just had too much LSD, so you know. Well, they're uh, they think they're demons. That dude, that was. They think they're demons. That part was hilarious because it it wasn't it wasn't that they just had too much LSD. They had a bad batch of LSD right. that made them. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, never made them think they're demons. <laughs> That's. I hilarious. mean, honestly, it sounds like something out of sexy class. Yeah, I mean, they, they think about it. They dropped acid and then believe that they're demon bikers that have to eat people. And that's yeah. that's what they do now. They never came back, yeah. man. I, it I was the bath was... salts in, in, the, in the batch. <laughs> yeah. Demon bath salts. I just loved that part. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Like all those the guys? Only thing, the only thing I didn't understand was the connection from demon bikers uh-huh. to the chemist, to the cult. To the cult. How, how did that line happen? Yeah, I had the same question. I thought the scene where you meet the chemist, we got to talk about that yeah. too, it didn't tell you anything. Right. I didn't was really just... understand why he was there. I don't, uh, how, he, how he found him, because there was no communication. Yeah. 
Well, and then yeah. how he led him to anyone else. And then how about... <laughs> he said north. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did say head north. He was the oracle, my bad. Yeah. He was the oracle. Well, well how about when he releases the tiger? Yeah. <laughs> he lets the tiger... He's got, he's got a tiger in right. age. And he's, he's like, this is Lizzie. When she's when she's calm, when she's calm, I know I've made a good match. Yeah, I know it's good. And uh, he lets the tiger out, and you think that there's gonna be some kind of like crossbow versus tiger, but it's just yeah. this, it's just mm-hmm. this shot of the tiger. Some tiger's gonna maul one of them or something. I don't know. It makes dude. It's the tiger under the full moon. Remember that? But I'm thinking like, isn't that supposed to be a wolf? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, movie. I, yeah, I don't know what the point of the freaking tiger was because they let, he let the tiger out and then Nick Cage is just still staring at him in anger and just yeah. doesn't give a fuck about the tiger. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even realize that that guy was a different character. I, th- I thought he was like one of the cult members that... Yeah. That's what I thought at first. And then like as the conversation continued, I realized he was somebody else and I just kind of guessed it was the, the guy that made all the, you know, the LSD that yeah. made the bikes and the demons. Do you, do you know those two, uh, the two cult members that kind of resemble like Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was one of those guys, but then... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I remembered him from the beginning, but I guess yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I My theory is that some of it is intentional. I really think that they started, they wanted to have something coherent at the beginning that made you have some kind of feeling for the characters. And then the second half, it's, it's like you're supposed to drop acid right when you start watching the movie. So that yeah. when the shit gets weird, you're already gone. You're just like, man, this, yeah. is, this is nuts. Well, I, I mean, wondering... basically, that's, that's just Nick Cage's day. He starts the day and he wants to be coherent, but... I think for me... Halfway through the day, it just falls apart. I was kind of, uh, you know, I was kind of feeling it through the, the cult scenes. Like, alright, this is supposed to be a trip and it's supposed to be like psychedelic 70s 80s rock I, I i got it cool but like you said once nick cage started uh, forging the fantasy battle axe i'm like all right i don't i, I think i gotta yeah. cash out here yeah yeah um, i was i was just confused at the, oh, and all of the all of his dreams too how he yeah. just kept dreaming of, of her you know, naked Anim- and... Anime titties. Yeah. <laughs> naked anime titties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's cool when you have animation in your movie, but for some reason it was just odd in this one. Yeah. I, wasn't that the point, though? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Although that, that was one of the things that I really liked about the movie, I, I did think it was very well directed. There is a lot of uh, use of, of red backgrounds and uh-huh. different colors and I like that too. Scenes. Yeah, visually. In- interesting transitions that aren't really seen in movies nowadays. Yeah. 
I definitely liked that too. I did think it was kind of weird that they, because there, I think there are three different title screens throughout the okay. first half of the movie, and then they kind of stop doing that. Yeah. You're right. Well, they stopped it when they hit the Mandy one, because the first ones were the first one was the, the first one was introduction, yeah, was the introduction to their home, yeah. their life. The second one was the introduction to the cult group and like their background. And then the mm-hmm. third one was like the start of the real movie, which was just you know, fantasy battle axe. Yeah, fantasy, fantasy battle axe. Yeah, I wasn't sure I... whether to call this movie a reverse slasher or a western you know it has like you're really your western uh plot line one you see often in westerns but i also thought maybe it's a reverse slasher where instead of the the killer or group of killers you know throughout the movie uh terrorizing and killing these innocent people it's the the main character becomes an anti-hero like you said well kind of like john wick and the rest of it is him killing the slashers Um, and I thought about John Wick too I don't mean John Wick number two I mean also Um, in the same way that people were like oh Keanu Reeves he's he's back he's so awesome in John Wick this is this is his new masterpiece and it's kind of like this it's similar to what they're saying about Nick Cage and Mandy in the sense that, well, I feel like, no, they're good movies, but they're movies where the actors just have to react to shit. Really. They don't have to act. Yeah. They just, you know, oh, this is terrible. Now I gotta fight and kill this motherfucker. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know about what you guys thought either, but, like, you, after you just saying, uh... He did he didn't have to act. I felt like every little time in the movie that uh, Nick was supposed to seem like a normal person, he was so horrible at acting. Like, worse than worse than the beginning. We're watching all these early 80s movies, and it's like, man, what the hell happened to him? He's, yeah. He can't even do a simple little scene. <laughs> that's, that's even like, the very end. The, the well, scene's in the car, and they keep flashing back and forth between different timelines. You just look over and that was yeah. dude. Oh, that was beautiful. That was, was so embarrassing. I want a poster was, of that. God. But I I feel like his acting almost added to the surreal nature of the movie though. Yeah. 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 I you see, I think Sean gets it. We just <laughs> we don't really get it yet. Like th- this was the the perfect film for Cage cuz just because of what they're going for and it just it starts out really reserved and kind of just like dreamlike almost, and then they just crank it up to eleven. I, I think they flip. They really flip the switch, like when Mandy gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Then it just goes like full LSD acid trip, mm-hmm. and yeah, partially because they're on acid. Yeah, right. But what, what I'm talking about is, before that, you have a number of scenes with the cultists where these characters, they get a lot of screen time, and you kind of get into their heads, and the actors really have to be in that character. And then when you get to Cage, 
it's like, Oh, my girlfriend's dead. Oh, I gotta react to that. Now I'm gonna get drunk. Now I'm just gonna fucking kill everybody. And, uh... Well, don't forget about Goblin Cheddar. Goblin Cheddar. Oh my god. I wanna, I wanna try that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, to, I meant to look that up. Is that a, is that a real brand? I I, I, I can't imagine. I, I I can't imagine a goblin puking on kids <laughs> to be something real. But I felt the same. I, this is the first movie I've seen where I I literally had to ask myself, "Am I stoned right now?" I can't remember. Yeah. No. No. But they did. They did do a lot of marketing for it. They put together a, a website for it. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> Goblin cheddar is a ripoff rip of T-shirts. Yeah, I really like that part. For anyone who did not see the movie, uh, Goblin Cheddar was a fake commercial for a brand of macaroni and cheese. It was mascot was a mac and cheese puking goblin. I just don't understand the relevance. And Cage stops and watches the whole commercial. Yeah. Prior to going in and getting shit-faced. Yeah. And then when he goes to the uh, the biker's lair, isn't the, the one dude's watching porn? Mm-hmm. No, no. The one dude is watching the the people that were there. The it looks like they had those people in the house, or they broke into that house. I couldn't really oh, tell okay. which, but he was watching them um, having sex with each other. Because then he went in and fucked him with his knife dick. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's right. And then Cage so had that- a. <laughs> I forgot about the knife. Yeah, the knife dick. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. He was sitting there. He was sitting there watching the porn, and then you see him, and he starts getting up, and you see the knife just rise up. Yeah, that was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. That's what demons do. You guys wouldn't understand. They lit her on fire. They were weirdo hippie types. <laughs> Whole bunch of them, bikers and the, I just, gnarly psychos. I'm, I'm really torn because it was a really great people. vehicle for Nick Cage to go all That's out. True. But I, I also feel like he could have gone crazier. He could have been more surprising. Uh, he had some good lines in there, though. He did. I liked what when he ripped my shirt. Yeah, he was really pissed my about, favorite shirt. about his shirt getting ripped. I like how they just burned his girlfriend alive, and he gets pissed off about. I think he just really liked her shirt. They burned. They burned that shirt, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, no, but um. And then, well, you know, it's like they're really trying to force this into cult status. And I think it probably will be, but I would have liked to see more... This is going to sound disgusting, like maybe I should be in the cult in the movie. But I, I would have liked to see, like, more extreme violence. For example, when he jams the uh, battle axe down that guy's throat, 
you know, I forget that guy's name, but I just it wasn't uh, that. I think they they focused on making it look too real. That they could have made it more goofy. You know what I mean? They could have used just more like I don't know. Cut his Old head. Old school and, Evil Dead. That's that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I would have liked. I guess what I'm saying is a little more camp. I would have liked to see more of that. But you know, you do get a fair amount of blood and gore, so I can't really complain that much. Um, it's just it's funny to me because Nick Cage looks like you know your stepdad killing a demon cult. It's just yeah, hilarious. Um, I just, I really want to know the significance of the battle axe. Yeah, man, that's... Why did he he just have that mold? I was so confused with that part. I think he made the mold. It was just, I mean, it was really easily done. He just poured it in in sand. It looked like he had just carved it out the way that he wanted. It almost looked like it was done by hand. It was the the post-forgery that took the real skill. But that was that was a crappy mold. Oh, okay. But it was a pretty badass battle axe. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know what it meant, but fucking cool. Yeah. Is this based on a true story? <sighs> Apparently not. It's actually the story about how my parents met. <laughs> maybe it maybe it's related to the Manson family. Yeah. In California too. Yeah. Oh, another thing I liked. Um, I liked how, what was the the, the bad guy's name? Uh, Jamiroquai? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah Sands. I liked how Jeremiah um, was a failed musician. And then later he got this delusion that he's the second coming of Christ or God or whatever. You know, he, he's yeah. basically the cult. You're, you're quintessential. Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, dude, like I've seen this with real people. And I mean, it, it's on a lesser scale, of course. It's not like demon cults or even close to Christianity. But it's still like, oh, I didn't um, become a famous musician, but I still feel, I still feel important enough to start my own religion. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I really I really liked that he was a, a failed musician and he forced her to listen to his music, which uh, I mean it wasn't awful, right? Like his music wasn't I didn't think it was terrible, but it was just really generic sounding, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, when your your all of her T-shirts are Motley Crue and yes, Black Sabbath, it was right. probably pretty terrible. Yes. What? Why didn't they just make Mandy a musician? I feel like that would have been more, yeah, more gooder. It would be more. Didn't he, rock didn't and roll. he say he really likes the Carpenters? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah so he, yeah. he's into a lot different kind of music than her, anyway. Yeah. So Man, Mandy should have been played by uh, Zoe Deschanel. Oh God. <laughs> I just I get the feeling the director hated the Carpenters. He hated he hated hippies. Well, I guess that would make sense. So, yeah, there was there was one uh, interesting thing. I don't know if you caught it, but there was there was a homage to another one of uh, Nick's films. Birdie? No, uh, <laughs> Bad Lieutenant. Bad, Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. 
When he wakes up after he starts headed north, right before he goes on his final killing spree, he wakes up and he looks over, and uh, it's not one, but the first one that popped in my head was fucking iguanas. Oh, yeah. It was a a salamander. That's right. I thought of that too, Steve. Yeah. I was like, oh, are we going to get a crazy salamander (laughs) scene, like with the iguana and Bad Lieutenant? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Um, so I'm sure, that, also, so I'm sure that was actually his ad lib. Like, what if I wake up and I like see an iguana there? Like, well, Nick, we're, we're all out of iguanas. Will a salamander do? Yeah, man, nobody will know the difference. <laughs> well, there's also there's also another parallel: violence against the elderly. Yeah. Because he chops her head off. Yeah. That old lady. After she. You didn't like, see it though. You didn't. That's true. You didn't. That was. Again, we should have seen that. Well, we already saw some beheadings, but you know, it's like, come on, man. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see those people get knife dicked. <laughs> that would have been something. Yeah, but that. But who would win, uh, knife dick or uh, gun dick from uh, dawn after dawn after dusk, or what's that movie called? You know what I'm talking about? Hold oh, from dusk till dawn. Du- from dusk till dawn. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Gun dick. I mean, I don't know Man. why Nick Cage didn't just take the dick blade for himself and use that as his backup weapon. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> How about speaking of yeah, it is speaking a good of idea. Uh, speaking of dick? I I liked uh, when. Jeremiah was about to get his head crushed, and then he's like, "I'll suck your dick, man." <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Is that what you want? But then, he, but then immediately after, he gets like super cocky. He's just like, "No, I'm." Yeah. Speaking of homages, too, I also forgot about his homage to uh, Ghost Rider. Oh. When he picks up the chain and he, he chain lasses the guy around the neck oh, yeah. during the end of the chainsaw battle. That's right. That's right. yeah, that's straight up ghost rider. He was thinking, Oh, I've done this before. <laughs> I'm a ghost rider. I, I forget he I was, was actually ghost- I was waiting in this to be the, the prequel to Ghost Rider. It's so possible. <laughs> it's we find out Ghost Rider origin story. Ghost Rider is Marvel, right? Uh-huh. It'd be yeah. hilarious if like the Marvel logo came up at the end. I can see this being a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we seem to have a lot of interesting opinions and thoughts about Mandy, so I'm super happy we did get to see it. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely um, we'll have to reference this audio for the future when and we put it up against the other movies in the runnings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's Mandy. Any other that's observations? I, I think it's important to uh, mention that uh, Jeremiah pulls a full thunder gun, hangs some dong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the whole time he's sitting there and he's like, yeah. 
really kind of reminded me of uh, David Bowie in Labyrinth. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cross between him and Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo William. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I just... Buffalo Bill is scarier to me. (laughs) What the fucking lotion in the basket? Yeah, that was dollar store lotion. It, it's it's horrible for your skin. That's what it's what I mean. Yeah, you should have got the uh, L'Oreal. Yeah, L'Oreal. it's like you're using like Vo Vo five uh, three in one shampoo conditioner and just get out of here. Exactly. You read my mind. But we, yeah. we didn't get to see Buffalo Bill's ding-a-ling because he hit it, remember? He tucked it. Oh, yeah, but we saw his mangina. You wanted to see his fruit basket. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that guy ended up being... Uh, he, he, he ended up uh, redeeming himself after that. You would have thought as an actor in that movie, it would have taken... It did. I mean, it was a long time before I saw him in anything where he played a big part where people took him seriously. Yeah. What else was he in? Uh, like he was in uh, The Hills Have Eyes. He played just the dad. Okay. And then uh, just a regular guy, pretty much. Um, retired cop or something. But then he was also in. Uh, he was also in Joyride, but it was just his voice. Oh, really? Mainly. We're talking about uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, guy. Buffalo Bill. That that guy. Yeah. That guy's really he's I'll a, know his voice anywhere. Yeah. Because of Joyride. Okay. But um Yeah, it just uh and it, you know, you see him in Hills Have Eyes and it's like that's the same guy. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, like you know after that movie he's not gonna get, you know, like a Richard Gere type role. Oh, right, yeah, and he hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> gotten, and I don't think, I mean, his part in, uh, in Silence of the Lambs, that might have been one, that was probably his biggest part that I know of in any yeah. movie. Yeah. As far as acting and everything. Sure. But anyway. You want to know, Steve, Steve and I, we've been playing a video game, it's been some time now, though, but we were playing, uh, together Resident Evil 7. Oh, I just oh, beat that actually. What's that? I just uh, I just beat Resident Evil Seven a few months ago. Actually, did you? Good job! Wow. Yeah. yeah. We're still way early in the game, but uh, kind of reminded me of that game. Yeah, I feel like uh, actually Nick could be one of the bosses in that game. <laughs> Nick, Nick could be anywhere. He the can do anything. Just kinda, the whole thing just kind of reminded me of a video game. He basically is just going from like sub boss to sub boss. Right. Well, it's yeah. definitely definitely how I felt whenever the 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 last of the biker gang, where he just shoots him through the neck, and the guy's just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I, I guess I guess because you think you're a demon, you. I I thought it was funny that they had a whole 
cup, glass, whatever, vial full of that LSD stuff. Yeah. And he just he just took a little dab off his finger. Yeah. And then just messed him up for life, apparently. Well, when you mix that with cocaine. <laughs> Don't mix, man. Oh. That's why you got to keep all of your drugs separated. What yeah. do you think? Uh, do you think that the guys, the um, motorcycle gang, <laughs> ATV uh, motorcycle gang, boy. was yeah? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> motorcycle. Do you think that motorcycle boy, the motorcycle boys, were supposed to be uh, th- that they got all this power from that LSD? Like they were, they were something super. super yeah, they were. They were actually good church boys before that. Yeah. They were all they were all part of the choir at church, and then they all took a bad uh, batch of LSD, and yeah. that's what happens. I think I think it's a myth, and they're just pretending. And when Nick Cage did it, it was the placebo effect. Like, oh, I did it to these so, guys, so I must be really messed up now. But they were just pretending the whole time. I'm also confused how uh, Jeremiah Sands um, can. Uh, actively believe that he's doing the will of God, of, uh-huh. of God specifically, yeah. and that he's pure and full of light and summons demons mm-hmm. to just bring him people yeah. or and, and offers people up as sacrifices. I, yeah, I, well, I wasn't clear on that whole thing, that relationship between Jeremiah Sands and the LSD uh, bikers. Like I wasn't. Evidently, clear, he like, has it, a magic flute that can summon them. See, I, I thought that it, at first during that scene when he's talking to him in the woods, and they're asking for a sacrifice. I, I was just like, oh, is this is this Satan? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though that they sacrifice the fat kid. Right. With the funny. But I, was, I, I thought it was going to be him burning. Really, and then and not Mandy, but I'm too much of a I'm too tender-hearted for movies like this where you don't get a happy you know a happier ending you know you just get an ending yeah yeah you know will there be a Mandy too? I was actually somewhat expecting for him to get down to the end of all of this and find out that it wasn't Mandy they burned in front of him. Yeah, they burned somebody else just to mess with them. <laughs> and then yeah, that's why I thought like, they burned the fat guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably why, you know, they had the scene with her remains, and you could tell that it was her head. Right. So That's how bones work. Yeah. They actually well, burned the real actress to, you know, for <laughs> authenticity. I, I, I'm just saying. Damn, she's good. <laughs> yeah. That's method just, acting in its best. I was creeped out by that part. I was impressed by how well they, they burned because they put her in a bag, hung the bag upside down, and even though the bag was on fire and there were yeah. holes in the bottom yeah. of it, she still stayed up there. Well, <laughs> I mean... Well, they're hanging her by her neck, too. Were they? Okay, yeah. right. Maybe that would make more sense. Yeah, they, they put the rope oh, around her neck. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, as you know, it's not an easy thing to do. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burning people alive. Well, I'm, I'm actually impressed at how well things burn in this movie. Because even the very end, mm-hmm. when he burns Jeremiah, I mean, all he does is throw his letter on the floor. And then by the time he makes it to the door, yeah. the whole room is engulfed. So. And then the whole building. Yeah. It was, so. it was God's light. Yeah. 
he burns. But also, speaking of how easily things burn, you think that he would know this because as a uh, as a lumberjack, first thing he does whenever he leaves the forest, he just takes a lit cigarette, throws it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Smokey the Bear. He doesn't ever take more than a couple puffs on a cigarette before he throws That's true. it down. It's true. But he did. He did light one off of her skull. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Mandy, Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. I can only think of stories from my past that uh, I can't share. Thinking more about oh, things like that that you've done. No, just uh, like crazy goth girls. Oh yeah. That um, I don't think I would kill a whole church for. But they remind you of Mandy, you're saying. Yeah, Mandy you, you, kinda reminded me of them. You got oh. their numbers? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You wouldn't want them. I don't know. Let don't me try. uh Okay. Let me take a quick quick glance at one. And I it might yeah. be uh From your van? From your my dream girl. Yeah, from yeah. my from my old 83 van. I just... Uh, do you think Cage is ever going to stop being an action star? <coughs> is he going to go the Adam Sandler route where he just yeah. makes uh, family films about Judeo uh, or Ju- Judaism and its values? and? Or oh, I was going to say... Not that. Um, not that. <laughs> but he, he's like the sidekick who's not as cool as the hero. Will we ever see that? We did kind of see that, I guess, in Kick-Ass, which is a good, really good movie. He was really good in that. Yeah, I agree. Every time you guys reference a movie, I don't know. I've never fucking seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you'll have, you'll have some... Good chances coming up. Did you ever see Cotton Club? <clears throat> Have I? Yeah. With you? With you? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if we could arrange to have Memo come on and talk about Cotton Club. <laughs> did she really say she likes it? She did. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, you know, I saw that you have a uh, cotton club out there at, at the farm. And she's like, yeah, that's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it reminds me a lot of Chicago. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a good piece of uh, cinematography. Which, uh, which one was cotton club? It's one that we didn't, did we review it even? We spent such a small A little briefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah horrible. <laughs> and we threw it out because it wasn't enough Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you I would really wish you would have like recorded your interview with Meemaw about that. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared for it to be that interesting. I was really just, you know, going to make a reference of how much struggle we had to find it. But then what she ended up saying was just. Beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. It's just so shocking that uh, older people would enjoy a musical about the 19, what was it, 20s? 20s. Um, Steve, did you watch it? 
You tried to watch it. No, I, I totally watched it. Of course, we watched all the movies. Right. I wouldn't just not yeah. watch one of the movies to review. That's that's why Steve can joke about this movie. <laughs> I really wish you wouldn't have told me. I didn't that, even Reece. realize that. Oh no, I knew because Reese told me. Oh, yeah. did he? Damn yeah. it. I spilled the beans. Yeah, yeah. If if you wouldn't have told me, it would have made it. I think it would have made it more interesting. But I don't know. It it didn't really matter anyway. Yeah, we didn't. It was. It didn't count. Sometimes I wish we could just download the movie directly into our brains and then, you know, not have to spend the time to watch it. We just have the memory of it and we can talk about it. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome for a lot of other things, <laughs> more importantly than this. They, they should make a movie about that concept with Nick in it. All right, fellas. It's been fun. I think we've hit Mandy pretty hard. After tying tying her up and yeah. burning her alive, <laughs> and sitting through the aftermath, Nick Cage revengeance. But yeah, I mean, I do want to say, compared to John Wick, though, I felt like Keanu Reeves. Th th he really fits that part. What's funny is Nick Cage doesn't really fit the part, but Sean, yeah, I think but he it's fits intentional. The scenery. Yeah. He sure does. <laughs> I still think the whole movie he was just trying to do a Hugh Jackman impression. I don't know. I'm, they That's do reference point. Marvel. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, that was Mandy. Wow. I don't think we'll ever see another movie quite like that again. Yeah. Uh, we will be watching some completely different movies next. Uh, looks like what did we say? Family Man and Trapped in Paradise with old St. Nick. So hopefully Nick. tune in next time. Steve will probably stream it again without asking my permission. So That's what uh, I like to do. Stay tuned for the next episode and the next lawsuit right here on Late Night Cage Fight. This is uh, Reese, Steve, Kevin, and Sean saying have a great day or a great night if you're in this part of the world. Probably not, but that's cool. Have a wonderful Nick Cageified time. Have a happy holiday, a jolly holiday. It is the time to celebrate old Saint Nick coming down the tree saying, Where's the fucking treasure? Where's the treasure? Make sure you put out some cookies for him and his deer. Or cocaine. What was up with that baby deer and Mandy? The the dream sequence that she has? Remember that? She finds like a baby deer. Dead. I don't think that was a dream sequence. I think that she actually went out and found one. Did she? Why did I think that was a... Oh, my God. This oh, because yeah. the whole movie was a dream sequence. Yeah, it reminded her of when she was a kid and her dad mm -hmm. beat those baby birds <laughs> and taught all the other kids to... to oh, yeah. Birds. Yeah, remember and that? Birdie, yeah. And that was what really upset Nick because Nick's like, I had a friend that loved birds. Mm. <laughs> yeah. See? Also. It's all going to come together. We're gonna have to do another podcast Connect. episode. It, it is. Super all we're all we're all gonna come together. Yeah, like the Beatles song. <laughs> all right. Oh, I, I, I thought that was Aerosmith. 
I think that's where I'm actually going to end the podcast right there. <laughs> I think that was Aerosmith. <laughs> Late night cage fight. <laughs> that sounded like a good spot. But I'm going to stop the recording and send it to Disney now. Late night cage fight. <laughs> The cathode ray is the retina to the mind's eye. <laughs> <laughs>